Welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle, a podcast for midlife moms who want to make the next season of life their best one yet. I am your host, Jenny Gwynn. You might find yourself transitioning into a new phase of life as your children become more independent or leave the nest. Mama, I am here to tell you that your life isn't over. You simply have new opportunities ahead of you. After years of pouring your heart and soul into raising your family, it is your turn to reconnect with yourself. In this podcast, we will talk about the joys and challenges of midlife. You will be inspired to rediscover your God-given purpose or to dust off old dreams and make them a reality. You'll learn how to navigate relationships with your adult children, to reconnect in your marriage, or focus on your health by being more active or finally losing the weight you've struggled with for years. Whatever this next season of life brings, this podcast will equip and encourage you to be happy, healthy, and holy. Hey friends, welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle. I am so grateful that you are joining me today. So today, we are going to talk about four reasons you don't reach your goals. I've been doing a lot of thinking lately, a lot of reflecting on some of the goals that I have in my life and you know, goals that I've set in the past, how if I've reached them, how close I've gotten to them, and just looking ahead at what I want to accomplish this year. And you may be like me, if you are facing midlife, if you if your children are more independent or you've become an empty nester, it gives you an opportunity to reevaluate, to look at the path in front of you, at what you want in this next season of life. And sometimes it can seem... Um, you know, like maybe the good times are behind you, but this next season of life, this is your opportunity to really focus on your goals. There's still so much for you to accomplish and for you to do. It's just going to look different than it has in the past. So I've been, as we have become empty nesters and I'm looking ahead at what I want to do, I've really been reflecting on my goals. So I'm going to share with you four reasons that you don't reach your goals. And as we go through them, I'm going to share an example um, of a goal that I've had in the past that I haven't reached and why I haven't been able to reach it. But then I'm also going to tell you a story of a goal that I did reach and how I was able to reach it. All right. So the first reason that you don't reach your goals is that you don't know your why. All right, so you have this goal that you want to accomplish, but you don't know exactly why you want to accomplish it. Most of the time, it's because of a feeling that you will get when you accomplish that goal. When you look ahead and you imagine yourself accomplishing that goal, what you what comes up are the feelings that you would get. That's what will drive you to achieve your goal. When you have that feeling, when you completely understand your why. So let me give you two examples. So in weight loss, I've struggled for years with weight loss and I always have had a goal of losing weight. I can't imagine not ever having a goal of losing weight. You might be able to relate. And so when I wanted to lose weight, of course my why was so the scale would go down or I could 
wear smaller clothes or maybe the why was for a wedding, that there was something in the future that I wanted to achieve. Most of the time, it was because I wanted to feel better. I wanted some relief from the way that I was currently feeling. I didn't like how it felt in my body when I set the goal. I just knew I wanted to feel better. And so that was a goal, but there, but it wasn't specific. I didn't know exactly what it was that I, I knew what I wanted to accomplish, but I didn't know exactly why. On the other hand, I walked a half marathon. And when I walked my first half marathon, this was 10 or 12 years ago, I wanted to walk it. I knew my why. I wanted that feeling of accomplishment. I had watched um, the Nashville Half Marathon on TV for a couple of years, and I was so motivated seeing people cross the finish line, knowing that they'd either you know run the whole marathon or walk the half marathon, and I wanted that. I desired the feeling that would come with crossing the finish line but I also, my why was to prove that I could do something that seemed impossible. Because when I thought about walking a half marathon, it seemed impossible to me. And I wanted to prove to myself that I could. And so that was the why. I had this desire to prove to myself that when I was committed and when I stayed motivated, that I could accomplish something. So both of those one of them, the why was very vague, just losing weight. And the other one, I had a specific reason. And it's important that you know your why because it's not always easy as you try to achieve your goal, right? Sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's easy to hop out of bed and go to the gym or you know, stay up late studying for the test if you're working on a degree. It, sometimes it's easy to be motivated, but the why is most important during those times that it gets tough, when you struggle, and when you really wonder why you're getting out of bed at the crack of dawn to go walk. Your why has to be front and center so it can provide you the motivation to keep going when all you really want to do is give up. Your why also needs to be personal to you. It must be meaningful. And one thing that's really important to remember is that your why must come from within. It must come from within you. Other people or society or the world, they can't give you your why. That why has to come from within you. And then to imagine what it would feel like when you reach that goal. Go into the future what would you be feeling in your body? What would you be thinking? What would be happening around you? And most importantly, what would you be doing? What are the actions that you would be taking? All right? So that's the first one. You don't know your why. The second one is you are forcing yourself to change. A lot of times when you are trying to reach a goal, you are forcing 
forcing yourself to change. And it comes from that place that I mentioned before that you would rather be anywhere than where you currently are. You are feeling pain or you don't like where you are and you want relief. So you want to be somewhere else. And often you'll know if you're forcing yourself, if you hear these words, I have to, I should, I must, I need to, I gotta. If you hear those come up in your sentences, then you are forcing yourself to change. And when you're forcing yourself, it comes from a place of punishment. It comes from a place of beating yourself up. There's probably some negative self-talk connected to it. And you're taking away all of your power and all of your choice. So if we go back to my goal of weight loss, trying to lose weight before always came from a place of punishment. It was like I had no choice. I would tell myself, you have to lose weight. You have to lose weight to be happy. You have to lose weight to be worthy. You have to lose weight for people to approve of you. And you might be able to relate to some of those. So it came from outside of me. It was external. As much as I desired inside to lose weight, I was doing it because of how I thought the outside, the world would view me or treat me. Then on the other hand, the half marathon, I chose to walk the half marathon. So the opposite of forcing yourself to change is choosing to change. When you are choosing, you have the control. You have the power. You're in charge. You're being proactive and you're moving. So in the half marathon, I chose to walk. I chose to register for the race. I chose to get up in the mornings when it was cold outside in the winter and get the training walks in. I chose to give up my Saturday mornings so that I could meet my group of friends and we could get in our long training runs. So that's very different than telling myself I have to or I must. Now, in all honesty, there were some Saturday mornings when I did not want to get up and walk. Maybe it was cold. Maybe it was rainy. And so when I found myself saying I have to, that always made it a little harder to get moving. You know, when you tell yourself you have to versus I choose to get up. I choose to get this walk in because I want to accomplish my goal. I want to have that feeling of accomplishment when I cross the finish line. So just think about that when you're setting goals. Are you forcing yourself to change or are you choosing to change? All right, so the next one is your goals are not clear. And I see this all the time with my clients and life coaching. They come to me with goals and they're not very clear. They have an idea in their mind what they want and maybe a few reasons why they want it, but their goals aren't clear. And this is one of the most important steps in goal setting is to make sure your goals are clear. So let me give you two examples. One goal could be, I want to lose weight. Another goal could be, I want to lose 20 pounds. 
All right, both of those are going to have the same outcome. They're both going to be about weight loss. But I want to lose weight is not very clear. Do you want to lose two pounds, 20 pounds, 200 pounds? It's not very specific. And so this is the way that your brain works. When you say, I want to lose weight, then you might make some changes. You might eat more fruits and vegetables. And you might step on the scale and realize that you've dropped three or four pounds. Then the way that your brain is going to handle that is, okay, we've lost weight. We can go back to doing what we were doing before. So there's, you've lost the weight, you've reached the goal, but when you think, I want to lose 20 pounds, that gives you something to focus on. That gives you um, a path to take to help you get there. So your goals should be specific. The more you can break them down into small increments, like I want to lose 20 pounds, you could measure it in five pound increments on the way to 20 pounds. You need to think about whatever your goal is, how can you measure progress? For those of us who have been disconnected eaters and we've struggled with weight for so long, we sometimes make the scale an idol and we let the scale dictate whether we're good or bad, whether our week has been good or bad, whether our food has been good or bad based on the number. Here's what I want to share with you if you can relate to any of this. The scale is simply data. It's one way to measure your progress. There are lots of other ways to measure progress and weight loss. And as you set your goals, brainstorm a list of ways that you can measure your progress. Try to come up with two or three so you can truly have a big picture of how you're progressing towards your goal. So here's the example from weight loss. So when I say I want to lose weight, most of the time it's not specific. I know I want to lose weight because I want to feel better. I don't like where I am in the moment. And again, it's almost that punishment, like I have to lose weight. I don't have an option. And so this is very rarely successful because there's this all or nothing thinking. Either I have to lose weight or I'm not losing weight. I'm either eating healthy or I'm not eating healthy. And so what I don't have specific goals with the goal I want to lose weight. All right. Versus the when I was walking the half marathon, I had the specific goal of walking the half marathon and I had a training calendar. So the training calendar, we started off with just a couple of miles and then we built up doing 13, 14, 15 miles to make sure that we were more than ready for the day of the half marathon. And so what that allowed me to see was what was expected what I was going to need to accomplish. I had a clear vision and I could track my progress 
either by doing the different training walks or I could track it seeing how the number of miles was climbing. I got four miles today. I did eight miles. So I could see as I was getting closer to 13 miles that I was getting closer to my goal. So make sure that your goals are clear, that they're specific. You could even put dates with them that you want to accomplish certain things by certain dates, and that will help you create a little bit of urgency. When you have those dates on there and you put them in your planner, you go back to them and you remind yourself, maybe you put them on the bathroom mirror, those dates give you urgency and help move you towards your goal. Okay, the last reason that most people don't reach their goals is they don't believe it's possible. They have this thought, I'm not really sure this is possible. And when you have that thought, very rarely does it lead to achieving your goal. And let's talk for a second, where does this thought come from? It could be from past failures. It could be from attempting, trying this specific goal in the past and failing. It could be from trying to reach other goals in the past and failing. And you just assume that because of all of those past failures, that this one won't be possible. You might think it's not possible because it will be difficult. It's going to be too hard. I won't be able to do it. Well, here's the truth. If you're trying to reach a goal, it's more than likely going to be something that will challenge you. It might be something that you haven't done before. So yes, my friend, it is going to be difficult, but you can do difficult things. Another reason you don't believe it's possible is Maybe you don't believe you deserve it. Whatever that goal is, maybe you have this thought that you don't deserve it. Somebody else deserves it more than you. Maybe it's because someone said you couldn't do it. Someone said that goal's impossible. That's too many miles to walk. That's too much weight to lose. And maybe they said it like that, or maybe they said something that you interpreted to mean you couldn't do it. We often do that. We take other people's words and try to read meaning into them and make it mean something in our life. So be really careful about that. Another reason you don't believe it's possible is maybe you haven't done it before. I had never walked a half marathon before. The thought of walking 13 miles at one time in a few hours, I thought it was crazy. I did think other people could do it and not me. But I had to change that. I had to look at how I was going to do it. What was the path that I was going to take to get there? And I believed that I could walk three miles. I knew I could walk three miles. So if I could walk three miles, then after I walk three miles for a couple of weeks, then I could walk four miles. And then I could get up to six miles. So I could see the progress in my head as to how I was going to reach the goal. Even though 
it seemed impossible to walk 13 miles, I could see that it was possible to build up to it. And I also had the encouragement of a community, of a group, of working on this goal together. So sharing your goals, even if you're not working on the same goal, having somebody who will help hold you accountable, who will help motivate you, who will be your cheerleader, that's always very helpful, especially when you don't think it's possible. And then let's look at the weight loss. I used to think that weight loss wasn't possible. I had all the past failures. It was too difficult. Um, I probably assumed somewhere along the line that somebody said I couldn't do it. And so I didn't believe weight loss was possible. Everybody else could do it but me. But that was, those were the thoughts that I had until I changed my thinking, until I decided that just like walking that half marathon, losing weight was simply creating a path. It was creating a path where I would take one step and then from that step, I would take another and from that step, another. And you can use this with whichever goal you want to achieve. Whether it's weight loss, whether it's an exercise goal, a business goal, if you want to go back and get a degree, whatever it is, it starts with little steps. It starts with a specific step. You know from the first step what the second step is going to be. All right? So the way that you can do that is you have to accept where you are. You have to embrace where you are. And sometimes that's not always fun. When you look ahead at your goal, it can look like your goal is sitting on top of this huge high mountain and you are down in the valley. And you aren't sure how you're going to get up the mountain, what kind of tools you're going to need to get up the mountain, how long it's going to take, what obstacles you might find. But if you accept, okay, I'm, I'm down here, I see my goal, I'm going to embrace where I am, and let me start thinking about what comes first. What is the first step that I can take towards my goal? And when you approach it from that way, then you're open to solutions, you're going to encounter obstacles. You're going to encounter setbacks. You're going to encounter days when you want to throw in the towel on your goal. But when you realize that it's a climb and it's going to take a while, then you just take the first step. And then after you take that first step, all you think about is what is the next best decision? What can I do next that's going to move me up the mountain? What is the next best decision? And let's just say you, you make a decision or you make a move and it didn't really move you up the mountain. You move sideways instead. That's where the frustration can come in. That's where you might throw in the towel if you don't know your why. If you aren't certain of your why and you aren't making the choice to go towards your goal, 
All right, so even if you have a slip up, you just ask yourself, what is the next best decision? I also want you to reflect on what you've accomplished. It's so easy to set your sights on a goal and keep looking ahead at the goal, which is important, but it's also important to just pause and look back to see what you've accomplished. Those accomplishments are what are going to propel you up the mountain. So look back at what you've accomplished. Don't spend a lot of time thinking about the failures or the times that you've messed up or fallen short. Just look at the distance, what you've accomplished, give yourself a pat on the back, and then turn back towards your goal. And you can ask yourself, what could I do better tomorrow? What could I do next when I take that next step? So reaching goals, it's going to be a challenge. It's going to take some time, but you need to know your why. You need to make sure you are choosing to change. You're choosing that goal. Make sure your goal is clear, that it's measurable, that it's specific. And then when you don't believe it's possible, that's when you have to create that path of baby steps so that you can see that, okay, I can achieve this. I can walk three miles. And then from three miles, you're going to walk four miles. And from four miles, you're going to walk five miles. That's going to be what's going to let you realize that it is possible. You're going to take tiny little bites I heard one time the best way to eat an elephant is bite after bite, right? Just one tiny bite after one tiny bite. And that's how you approach your goals, tiny baby steps. As we close today, I want to share with you a Bible verse, and it's from Matthew 17. For truly I tell you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. So pull this out, Matthew 17, pull out your Bible. When you set a goal, as you reflect on your goals, what you're trying to accomplish this year... Reflect on this Bible verse and allow God to strengthen you, to give you that determination, and to help you see that anything is possible with faith. When you put in the work, when you take the first step, then God is going to strengthen you for your goal. When you unite your desire and your goal with His will for your life, then even if you have a tiny mustard seed of faith, God's going to help you up that mountain towards your goal. All right, friends, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for the goals that you've placed on our hearts. We thank you for um, the successes. We give all of our successes and our victories to you. Lord, we also thank you for the failures and the times that we've fallen short because we know it is in these times that 
we have to truly rely on you, that we come to you for our strength. Lord, we ask you to give us the strength that we need. We unite our goals and our desires with your will. And Lord, let us be your face in the world. Let our successes reflect you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, friends, stay happy, healthy, and holy, and I will see you next week. God bless. For more information on Catholic Moms in the Middle or to set up your complimentary Moms in the Middle mentoring session, go to catholicmomsinthemiddle.com or find me on Facebook at Catholic Moms in the Middle for even more encouragement and support as you embrace this next season of life. The music for this podcast was written by Sean Williams, Catholic composer and musician. You'll find more of Sean's original music at musicbyshawnwilliams.com. That is musicbyshawn, S-H-A-W-N, williams.com.